The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. show tonight we're gonna have a really short one with a guest with our guest you know I cannot talk with our guest Kevin Killen the author of Ghost and me we're also gonna have him back because it was cut short because we have audio difficulties and it never ends around here anyway coming up Michelle with the paranormal news but first sea of snakes with son of man don't be shy turn it up I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help.
normal moves. Hey guys, it's Michelle with Paranormal News and Events. I was checking out phantomsandmonsters.com and found this story here. Can a rake humanoid attach its energy to someone? A Canadian woman only witnessed a pale humanoid when in the presence of her Swedish ex-boyfriend. Since then, the same entity has again manifested around the ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. I recently came across the following account. In 2012, my then boyfriend lived in Sweden. I lived in Canada. He came to visit me and during one of the evenings, I woke up to something strange perched at the foot of the bed. It was a pale, thin humanoid figure. It was completely hairless and the legs seemed to be bowed in some way. It seemed to walk on all fours despite looking human. I couldn't see much of its face since it was looking away from me. It looked a lot like the creature from the fictional story, The Rake. When I gasped, it hopped off the bed and into the darkness. My partner heard me and woke to ask me what was wrong. I didn't tell him as to not alarm him while trying to rest. In 2014, he was visiting me once more, and we were once again in bed sleeping. I woke up to hear my boyfriend screaming like I've never heard before. I immediately turned on the light and shook him to try to snap him out of it, but he just screamed, and then he cried. About 30 or so minutes, he finally was calm enough to explain what had happened. Apparently, he woke up to a pale humanoid figure with a gaping mouth and black sunken eyes basically on top of him. As he screamed, the figure slowly backed itself into the closet hole staring at him, crawling on all fours. I felt sick. I had never told him about what I saw a few years prior. There's no way he could have known and described what I saw perfectly like that. Now it's shown up again. My ex messaged me today, we're still friends, and he told me his now girlfriend has seen the pale man. They were asleep, and apparently she woke up to see this thing stalking around the room, and it noticed her frozen in fear, so it crawled up next to her. My ex woke up and tried to console her. She described what she saw. It apparently was a perfect, exact match to the thing we both saw. I only ever told him what I saw after his experience, and she has never heard of either of our experiences. Is this just a mass coincidence of hallucinating while waking up? Is it a demon or some sort of haunting? I'm really freaked out. Signed, S.H. So anybody out there ever had any experiences with a creature like this, what they call the rake? Um, my son and a friend of his thought that they saw it uh, out in the woods where we live one day a few years back. And uh, it, it freaked them both out for quite a while. It's still something that he talks about. Um, I've never personally experienced anything like that. But if you have, send me your story at michelle.deadzone. Sorry, michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. 
This is Rick McCollum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDV Worldwide. Now, the next story that I found was on Coast to Coast AM. Thai Paranormal Show Cancelled Following Controversial Ghost Hunt. And again, I'm going to say this, I say this all the time. There are uh, words, cities, names in a lot of these stories that I just cannot pronounce very well. So I apologize in advance for any mispronunciations. A popular paranormal television program in Thailand has been canceled following a controversial ghost hunt in which one of the investigators dishonored a national heroine. The strange incident reportedly occurred when the team from Chong Song Fi, which translates to the real ghosts, were visiting a temple that serves as a shrine and final resting place for Lady Mo. A weird figure who legend has it saved the city's residents from a forced evacuation by invading forces in the 19th century. During the televised hunt, a purported psychic medium claimed to be in communication with Lady Mo's husband and asserted that the spirit told her that his adopted daughter named Bunlua had actually been his mistress. Oddly enough, the episode originally aired back in February and the alleged revelation from the other side apparently did not cause much of a stir. However, for reasons unexplained, word of the ghost hunt began spreading on social media in Thailand over the last few weeks. The simmering discontent over the episode reaching a full boil this week when several officials in Thailand decried the actions of Chong Song Fee's ghost hunters. The show is disrespecting Lady Mo and destroying her and Lady Boon La. Lua's virtue, declared the head of a group dedicated to preserving the heroine's memory. Meanwhile, the individual who oversees the temple dedicated to the heroine demanded that the ghost hunters apologize for their actions. The outrage was also echoed by a local government official who also lambasted the program. They should research the historical facts before going on air like this. Wichian Shantaran Tai said they cannot claim something by contacting ghosts. It's not science. He went on to suggest that the city in which the temple is located may even pursue some kind of legal action against the ghost hunters, as well as the television network behind Chong Song Fi. It would seem that the strong messages of condemnation were received loud and clear as the broadcaster promptly announced that they have decided to cancel the program. So hear that, Ghost Hunters? Be careful who is actually coming through and giving you messages. And be careful who you tell those messages to. I guess that's what I'm getting out of this. I, we can't speak our mind at all. Anyway, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, and keeping their head up through everything. Thanks again. Have a great week. Bye. Millions of people are affected by the para-X bug. 
I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. stations in town were palm trees we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts here are the one the only dead zone all right let's give kevin a call hello hello kevin can you hear me well evidently kevin can't hear me one more time how about now okay yeah get get closer to your phone you're really really low volume Okay, I've got on, on. Should I take it off speaker? Yes. Sorry about that. How's that? Though? That's perfect. That's that's great. All right, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never used the uh, messenger phone before. I've always used all the Zoom and the Skype and all that stuff. Right, so right. With me. Right. We we <laughs> would do that, or we did do that, but we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're down in an old strip pit right now, and it's, it, we have no signal whatsoever, really. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually live kind of like in a in a culvert myself, and so we're having a big windstorm. Oh yeah. So my bars keep going in and out. So yeah, I, have <laughs> right. to, I actually have to move to one side of the apartment because I don't get any reception in the other one. Right. Anyway, Kevin Killen, uh, an author, Ghost and Me. When did that come out? Uh, that came out in June of 2019. 2019. Okay. Now on the cover, just a question, real quick question. Um, on the uh, the book cover, it says that you've never been on an investigation before. Now, has that changed? Well, actually, you know, actually, I've I've, I've done as I continue and go through shows and talk to people. I've actually understood. Uh, I never thought about this, but I've always been doing investigations, usually with myself. And right. I never really thought of it that way. I, I guess I meant with that was I've never gone on an official one with a paranormal group. Okay. But yeah. I've been doing investigations like oh. for like 15, 20 years. Right, you know, on your much, own. So right. never with a, an official group. Right, okay. Yeah, that was kind of confusing me when I, when I read that. I was like, well, why, how, would you, how would you write a book or why would you write a book, Ghost and Me, if you've never <laughs> investigated yourself? But that clears it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, so that being said, uh, you've been doing it for for X amount of years. Um, what was what, what's your go-to? You know, what really stands out to you as one of the most amazing events in that time period? Okay, uh, probably the the one that I think would be my first EVP capture. Okay, um, and that was when I was just probably about a year outside of high school, back okay. in nineteen ninety one. Okay. Um, so I lived in a house in Virginia and I had a lot of stuff going on and I, I was kind of into the paranormal at the time, but not really much. And I decided to run a uh, tape recorder and then ask a question. And I asked the question, uh, if there's anybody here, uh, show me. So mm -hmm. I went ahead and let the tape run for about an hour, came back, rewound it. And, uh, I got an answer that said, I've shown you. I've <laughs> shown you. Was, <laughs> like oh my god! I almost fell out of the chair. I ran out of the house scared. That was my <laughs> first real moment. That's kind of what got me into everything. Right. Now, was that a residential or is it was it a, like a public place or what? What would be? Was, yeah, that was that was in my upstairs bedroom in my house. Oh, it was in your house. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's watch the story behind that? What happened? What event? Yeah. What event took place in that house that there would be a spirit there? Or do you know of anyone, anything? Um, I yeah, in, in that particular bedroom, um, I had wooden hardwood floors, and and it sounded like people were walking around my house every night in right. the bedroom, and I would always hear these footsteps and everything, and and I was like, you know, something's not right. Now. I, I would feel, and of course at the time I didn't know anything, but I would feel presences in my room, and right. that's kind of where it led me. And like I said, I've been in the paranormal for a while there. Right. And just, I knew something was there, so I just went ahead and, and recorded it and got my first EVP, and the rest is the history. Right. I, I guess I, I, I didn't uh, uh, phrase that correctly. What, what, What is the history behind the house that you lived in, or do you know of anything that happened there? Oh, uh... No, it's a you know, 1940s house uh, built after the war, no, no deaths that I knew of. Right. Um, I, I was thinking it may have been a relative just kind of messing with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I had, yeah, so there was no, no major deaths or anything. I just kind of think it was, and it may have just been a transient spirit that was just hanging around saying, oh, hey, yeah. you know, this guy wants to talk, but let's go ahead and talk. So it wasn't anything major, but. Right. 
Well, that's interesting. Yeah, out here we, you know, out, well, yeah, I told you we live in, we live in an old strip pit, and it's actually um, the Old Glory coal mine is where we live. Um, that's in Hoosier, I think it's Hoosier Tales and Folklores. Anyway, the uh, old miner is said to still be out here, and we think we've seen him a few times. His name was Lee, too. Kind of freaks my wife out every now and again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the uh, Hoosier State has a lot of uh, history and ghosts. I've I've, I've uh, read up on some uh, some good Indiana haunts. Yeah, some great ones. I mean, we've been on some uh, investigations. Investigations. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. Um, one in particular uh, in Terre Haute at the Azora Shrine, and we actually have some photos up on the, on our webpage of some things that we had caught there, and really really good ones in my opinion and I'm the one that took them you know and like wow I mean if you go you can check them out um, what about you am I uh, yeah definitely yeah I was, uh, what about you do you have uh, any photographic you guys, evidence you guys ever done the Willard Hunt wait you, we have been um, on we, not really most, most of mine's been uh, <coughs> mine's been just mostly auditory right we had been we have we have been for at least four years on the list to get in the Willard and still nowhere close. I mean, they say, yeah, you can, come, you can come in anytime you want during the day. Well, that does no good during the day because you have, everything will be contaminated because you got too many people wandering around, this, that, and the other thing, right? But to actually book, exactly. to actually book, it's at least four or five years. Nothing yet. <laughs> right? Hmm. All right, so... Let's get, get let's get to your book. What, uh, what all does your book entail? Is it like um, you're just okay? Uh, my like, book basically covers pretty much. I've had paranormal experiences from the time I was about five years old right. until present day. Right. So basically, it uh, covers um, things that have happened since I was a child up until about 2018. Right. Um, so when the book went to the publishers and everything. Um, but I still have experiences, obviously, now, and I'm actually, you know, doing other things right. with that. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had pretty much, I've run the gambit of uh, paranormal experiences. You know, the EVPs, the doors opening and closing, right? footsteps, voices, um, you know. Were you? Um, were you? Kind of like almost everything in the paranormal. And, I, and I'm an, I, I am an empath, so I think that's part of the reason that uh, I have a lot of these experiences. Okay, okay, I get that. Have has that there ever been anything that you were able to debunk? Um, yeah, actually, there, there's a couple uh, things that actually that I look back now in later chapters that I think actually um, were more of some sort of animal type thing in the in the in the attic area not right. so much a spirit but right. looking like i said looking back on it now i've kind of figured out i don't think that was a spirit right um it was more of an animal or something else in yeah. the attic so there are a few things in there that I've, I've debunked throughout the years yeah right but your go-to was that evp in your childhood home and up to yes up up to right now what you're other than other than the recorder, what's your favorite go-to piece of equipment that you use? Uh, quite honestly, just that. Just that. I, I usually I, I just use the the recorder. Um, 
I haven't used uh, I've used an SP7 right and I didn't get very good results or not very clear results right so I, I've just usually used the recorder and that, that's pretty much been my go-to right Michelle when we go uh, she doesn't care for the SP7 because it's so it's so damn noisy first of all and uh, yeah she you know she doesn't like it at all her her thing is and I don't know why it almost every time she uses it a K2 lights up for her. and she can hand it to me nothing to do with it they don't, they don't want to talk to me they don't want to, nothing <laughs> nothing at all with me but uh, that's kind of cool yeah I usually like I say I have the recorder and maybe a static camera that's what I get, get the best results from Huh. Yeah. So, do you have another book in the works? I, mean, I know your uh, your cover again said that you kind of backed off of writing and uh, you're into uh, counseling now. Yeah, actually, uh, that like I said, that, that actually needs to be a little edited, but I don't know if my publisher is going to do that. Um, actually, I've moved to the Eastern Shore of Maryland, okay. uh, where I'm at now. I'm actually working on a, a Eastern Shore ghost book so i'm actually working on awesome. goes to the eastern shore awesome and okay. i'm about halfway done with that so yeah i am working on uh, a new book goes to the eastern shore well, that's wild can you fill us in can, i don't want you to, to spoil anything but uh maybe give us uh, one or two ideas of uh what might be in the book sure absolutely um what I'm trying to do with this book, um, there's actually been two other authors that have actually written really good books about like the more well-known stories around here. So I'm trying to capture the ones that aren't as well-known. I've been hitting a lot of cemeteries and little, you know, less well-known uh, places. Um, I've gotten a few interesting uh, captures on, on voice recorder at the cemetery so far um, because of, <clears throat> excuse me, because of the COVID and everything a oh, lot yeah. of the buildings that i can't really get into and again right. the winter there are a lot of really cool there's a really great haunted woods called pokemoke okay um that's not too far for me that that i i, I want to hit eventually soon but that's probably gonna be in the springtime but uh yeah i, I kind of win, winter and life have kind of kind of cut into into the uh the book time unfortunately right. but i'm plotting through i mean i want to get this manuscript done i've been telling my publisher i'm going to get it in for a while now and right well COVID hit and that kind of ruined a lot of stuff yeah COVID, yeah it messed up everyone every every yeah it's been bad for like three years you know two and a half years at least yeah yeah well maybe it'll maybe we'll pull out of it who knows who knows what's next but that's cool though. You got a got a brand new book in the works. So I guess uh, you guys hear that, right? You heard it first here. I guess well, maybe not first here, but yeah, a new a brand new book. Awesome, very cool. I look forward to that. You have to come back on and tell us about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is there anything that uh, you want to tell the uh, listeners right now of what's going on? Other than that, we just just uh, remarked on, but uh, what you might have coming up. I mean, I know you say. Um, yeah, like I said, right now it's just kind of just you know doing my research and, and uh, talking to people and doing investigations out there at the cemeteries and the, and the different places. Mm. Um, like I said, I, I still go on these shows and other places talk about my current book. Right. Um, if anybody wants to contact me, feel free to uh, contact me at K K I L L E N B is in boy T is in Tom 
kkillinbeefy at gmail.com. I'll be happy to talk to anybody about ghost counseling, anything you want to. I, I love talking to the, to the people, so feel right. free to hit me up there. But yeah, it's just kind of kind of waiting for the winter to go and right. uh, get, get back into the, to the ghost hunting type thing. Right. As we all are. As we all are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and you can go to your website too. That's was it kevinkillen.com or something like that? I think oh, I saw I, Ozark Mountain. Ozark Mountain. dot com. You can find my my books there. I have an audio book. I have an ebook, and I have a paperback book. Either one, all of them are good. You can buy other things there. Um, right. I can you can find it at uh, Amazon.com and pretty much anywhere that sells books. The uh, dot com, you can pretty much pick it up anywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, that my bad. I I just looked I looked at it again. I, that was your email address, K Killen. Uh, bt at gmail yeah my bad on that i'm sorry sorry about that well uh, wait wait no, you're fine uh, not a problem oh now i see it up here uh ozarkmt.com there you go all oh, right yes hey, you have an ebook so that would be cool if you were, were able to uh, capture some photographs to include you know right yeah, yeah, that, definitely. I've, I've actually got photographs. I'm actually, I'm kind of working on two books at once. Uh -huh. The other one is a book on the Civil War ghosts. Because I actually moved down here from Virginia, uh -huh. and of course, you know, Virginia's Civil War country. Oh yeah. So I actually started doing that. I'm almost finished with that one, and then life took over. I ended up moving down here, so I'm kind of in limbo, in limbo. So to speak, with that. But I'm almost finished with that one. But I've got a lot of great photos from cemeteries and battlefields. That I'm hoping to include in the uh, Civil War book. Awesome, that would be great. I, I know a lot of people that are into that, and we, we would like to. We never have either been able to go to, to uh, Gettysburg. I want to so bad, but it's so far away, and there's just so little time. It's just hard to do, you know. <laughs> well, you guys have uh, Tippy Canoe down there, right? Yes. You guys ever been out there? No, no. We mostly we were. I think there wasn't the one that uh, French and Indian War. I think so. Yeah. We uh, mostly yeah, yeah that's 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 a pretty good battle right but we've mostly well but like yeah that's kind of the the grand granddaddy of the of the of the the book and, and I, I've been to Gettysburg just as a just the visit I've never done a ghost hunt or anything like that right but that's actually what I wanted to finish my book with oh that would be cool I've been to Antietam I did a, a ghost hunt in Antietam Antietam was great wow um, and Gettysburg was gonna going to end it and that was going to be part one and I'd like to do a part two moving farther south and doing some of the other southern battlefields further south in Tennessee Georgia Mississippi things like that so right. hopefully if COVID gets out of here that's that's going to be the next project yeah that's what I was going to say that's that's what stopped us I mean up until the point when COVID hit I mean we were mostly doing residentials and that was taking up all our time which is great you know I, I you know love helping people but uh yeah, like you say, COVID hit, and we we haven't been able to do anything. But that'll change. Yeah. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to have you back on if that's cool with you. Let us uh, keep us updated on, on the book. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. And any anytime, yeah, definitely anytime, uh, let me know. I'll definitely come back on. We appreciate that. We thank you very much. And Killen, ENBT at gmail.com if you guys have any questions. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. All right, bye. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. They crawl all over your dirty snout, your chest. My name is David Walton. 
I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show. And I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now, I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help, only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal. And they helped me take control of my unlife. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para-X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction, to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day. Good evening, I am Sammy Terry, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. <laughs> Your source for everything paranormal, Para-X. Okay, tonight was a short one, like I said it would be with Kevin, but we're going to finish off tonight with Another Shore by Counting the Killers. So check it out, turn it up, enjoy it. We'll have him back, guaranteed.
currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free we want to hear from you one of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community getting your name out there can be tough especially these days shoot us an email deadzonebooking at gmail.com if your music fits our genre hard rock 80s 90s metal and new metal we want to help
This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.